Hello, Evangel Church, and welcome to the Evangel Palatine Podcast. Today, we continue the Won't You Be My Neighbor series as we join Pastors Ron, Richard, Elvin, and Roxana as they look at Luke chapter 10, verses 30 through 37 for this discussion titled, How to Neighbor. Hey, hey, I'm excited to be with you today, and we miss you so very much. Tim and I just want you to know we love you. So high five and fist bump and uh, shout out to each of you that have joined us today. I wish I was right there in the room with you. We'd jump up and down on the couch. We'd have some fun. Now, your couch would never be the same, but we'd have some fun. Hey, my name is Ron Heitman, and we're so thrilled to be with you today. And uh, as the lead pastor of Evangel Church, I just want to encourage you, grab your Bible, follow along with the scriptures, make some notes, and get that Bible app. Get the Version app and, and click on Evangel Church, and it'll actually give you the notes of what we're talking about today. And if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, share, come on, share that, that opportunity with somebody else. Now, we want to encourage you that uh, if you are at some point of our, our service today, if you would like prayer, just type pray or prayer in that chat room. And if you're new to us, would you just simply type in new? We'd love to follow up. And especially if you make a decision that you want to follow Jesus, would you just type in, I decided. We just want to continue to pray for you and help you in any way we can in your next steps and in your journey with Christ. Okay. Hey, I know this is a change for you, but if at some point you're interacting uh, with maybe somebody, a family member, don't feel bad about just pushing pause and talk and interact, ask some questions to one another. Enjoy this moment of engagement. It's our opportunity to interact together. So today we're on this theme of won't you be my neighbor? Uh, On Easter Sunday, we launched this and we talked about the resurrection of Jesus, of course, and how that was the most beautiful day in the neighborhood. We talked about how God has a plan and how he transforms chaos into a beautiful life and how he's recalibrating his creation, both the world and his church. And last week, of course, we talked about the greatest neighborhood on the planet, Jesus's church, not just evangel church, not any particular name of a church or denomination, but the church of Jesus. We talked how the church should make each person feel valued and loved and how each person should understand and manage their feelings and how the church should help encourage each person to love and respect one another. But this week we want to talk about how do we neighbor? Now we have to be careful on this one because everyone has their own idea of how to neighbor. And over the years, I've had some incredible neighbors, and I have them now. But there's been probably a few over the years that were probably a little lacking, okay? And it's great to have our our Spanish pastors from Evangel Espanol here today, Elvin and Roxana Villanueva. Thanks, guys, for joining us today for our service. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Buenos dias. Yeah, como esta? Dios bendiga. That's about all I got right there, okay? Dios uh, les bendiga. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. God bless you. Okay. That's a couple I know. Okay. (laughs) Hey, and also it's great to have our campus pastor, 
from Palatine, Richard, man, hey, you are the wonder of Windsor. Oh, you know? wow. <laughs> you are the... Uh, Is that going to be on the screen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm used to that. You're the King James Version of the pastoral staff here at Evangel Church. Okay? Wonderful. <laughs> Welcome, Britt, to our, our table here today, it's man. It's great to be along yeah, with you guys. Love you guys. Hey, let me ask a question. What would be some good examples of what good neighbors look like? Well, for me, like right now that we've been quarantined, I have been working out out of my garage and my neighbor across the street will sit there and cheer me on from across the street and listen, no, don't put that weight down. You can do it. Lift it up. <laughs> so he, I have my own personal little cheerleader across the street during this time. Very so cool. That is an awesome neighbor for me. Wow. Who else? My neighbor's been cheering me. Rich, get outside. <laughs> no, I think uh, the attention to detail. Um, you know, there was trash left out and your neighbor brings it in. Yes. You know, you've, come, you've had a late day. And yeah. I think just the attention to detail, being thoughtful. Mm -hmm. I think, Absolutely. Thing. Well, hey, I got to tell you a story. When my dad was a little boy, this was like back in the 40s, uh, he had a neighbor that wasn't so kind, okay? He was kind of a tankerous old gentleman and light on the gentleman. And uh, they would play baseball and their ball would go in his yard. And this was way before the movie Sandlot. I love that movie, but it was way before that. And uh, the little guy would run out in the yard and grab their baseball and take it inside. He wouldn't oh, wow. let them have it back. And so this happened over and over again until he literally got tired of it. And so they watched him. They would hide in the bushes and watch his routine, and they knew every night at the same time before he went to bed, after dark, he would go out the back door, down the path to the outhouse. Okay, this was before indoor plumbing. And he would finish up and go back in, go to bed. So one night, they waited, and sure enough, they went to the path, and they picked up the outhouse no. and moved it back oh, wow. six so that feet. That's okay. Sure enough, the door rattles, opens up. They're hiding in the bushes. They watch the old gentleman walk down the path. And when he thinks he's getting through that house, all of a sudden he falls oh in the God. hole. Oh no. He's covered. Oh. They watch him walk back and saying a few superlatives back to the oh. back door. And his wife, they died laughing because his wife made him take off all his clothes on. She wouldn't let him in the house. So uh, that's what happens sometimes when neighbors aren't always so good to one another. Well... Today, our Jesus story is it's what we talked about a little bit last week in Luke chapter 10. There's like these eight verses, verses 30 through 37. So turn, turn with us there. I just happened to have mine turned right to it today. And uh, let's have a treat today. Come on, now, let's have Pastor Richard read it in his native tongue. That language formerly known as English. Okay? Come hither. Are you ready? <laughs> Come hither, all right. Okay, would you read along in the screens with me? Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over, looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and put him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, 
Take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? Jesus asked. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. What an incredible scripture, right? What a Jesus story, right? Hey, uh, Evan and Roxana, as we look at this, what examples in this story are those that are the not-so-good neighbor kind of examples? Well, what stood out to me the most is the two um, leaders that passed over the gentleman that was hurt on the street. They both have some sort of leadership in their mm. church. Yeah. They felt like, oh, no, this is beneath me. I shouldn't be, I, you, should, you shouldn't, I need, don't need to do this. Right. It, you know, someone else will take care right. of it. Yeah. You know, Almost like, entitled. Yes, like, mm. no, 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 someone else will come along and mm. take care of it. And not that it needs to be said, but the first guys in the story, you don't want to rob people and beat them up and leave them for dead and strip them naked. You don't want to be that kind of neighbor either, obviously. But the first truth that we want to talk to you about is the neighbor Jesus really is describing is that you cannot ignore a need. If you want to be a Jesus neighbor, you cannot avoid people with their needs and their hurt. And there's a lot of pain in the world, right? The religious man, the Levite, that some translation call him, mm-hmm. and the, then the spiritual man, the priest, mm-hmm. you know, they went to the other side of the road, literally pretending as if the need wasn't even there, mm-hmm. ignoring what was so obvious. What do you think people today ignore? Why, why is it that people ignore the obvious needs that they see on a regular basis? I think it's the same thing, like, I just discussed earlier the fact that they feel someone else is going to take care of it. Mm. I am way too busy. I, I'm, this doesn't concern me. I'm not going to deal with it. Someone else will come along. Wow. Me, myself, and I, not even thinking mm-hmm. about anybody else apart from me, what's important to me, my world, and on my cell phone. Just yeah. self-consumed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe not even seeing anything because they're looking down right. at their device. It's yeah. so Maybe. true. Yeah. Well, you know, Mr. Rogers, as we've been talking about uh, this neighborhood, and won't you be my neighbor? He's a new hero of mine. I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, you need to watch the movie. You did watch the movie. You know, shout out to Tom Hanks. Incredible job. Shout out to your toughest stuff. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's as close to Mr. uh, Mr. Neighborhood or Mr. Rogers as I could be, right? Okay. Uh, Mr. Rogers did have something to say about this, and I, I wonder, just wonder, if I had... A Zoom call. Oh, a Zoom call with Mr. Rogers. What would that wow. be like? You know, you know. I'm sure he would have something to say. And actually, he has an incredible quote that identifies what we're talking about. He says this, we live in a world in which we need to share responsibility. It's easy to say, it's not my child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not my community. Mm-hmm. It's not my world. Right. And it's not my problem. Mm-hmm. And we hear that. Yeah. Everybody that's listening to has heard those kind of words come out of other people. But he goes on to say, then there are those who see the need and respond. Wow. Yeah. And he says, I consider those people my heroes. Wow. Wow. You see, the Bible describes that as a Jesus neighbor, mm-hmm. a strong neighbor. Yeah. When we literally describe what it means to neighbor right, Jesus is telling us this in this story that he's talking about. The Good Samaritan is the neighbor Jesus describes, and he didn't ignore the need. He reached out. He engaged it. He he literally invested in the need, okay? He met it. He rose to the occasion and made certain. He was literally saying, I will help. And I encourage you today 
share responsibility. When you see a child, man, encourage them, help them. You see a senior adult in today's world, whether it's in this season or later on, man, you make a point that as you see a need, you reach out and help. Help a family that's going through a hard time or a, a single parent. Sometimes it's single moms, sometimes it's single dads. The family's been redefined and they need help sometimes. Let's meet some needs. You know, uh, I was working in the yard this past Saturday and uh, I had to move my vehicle away from our driveway into the, the, the street. And as I was getting out, I looked up and sure enough, a few doors down, there was a, 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 a pickup backed up and they were trying to unload. And there was a man up in the pickup and there was a little bitty, tiny, little petite lady uh, on the driveway. And I'm like, man, they need help. And I, I just took a quick second and I shouted, hey, guys, you need some help. And uh, man, she, this lady just came alive. She said, oh, that would be so great. Wow. And, and, I would, and she couldn't have moved this furniture. There was no way, okay? And this was a big old monster chair. And so I just grabbed a hold of one end of it. And the other guy was up and that. We got it down on the ground. And then we walked in. It took all of five minutes. And there's a little elderly lady in the kitchen. And she was just thanking me so much. And she wanted to make me something. And one of the ladies said, you're such a good. And she paused and said, you're such a good human and I, i'm not sure what that meant but i could tell it was something positive she meant it from her heart she was so appreciative and it's just one of those stories that we need to just learn how to neighbor the way jesus modeled it it's jesus and so out of this truth our action step is look for a need and meet it pastor to your point um, yeah i mean you've just shown a great example yourself of being a good neighbor and um, we're on a zoom call with our Palatine people last week, and uh, there's a couple called Palatine, and, um, and I just challenged everybody in this season of being a good neighbor, think of something out of the box. How can you be a good neighbor in your community? Love it. And I've got a great story with you. Lean in with me, church. Lean in and listen to this story. Hey guys, happy Friday. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, it's great to see so many of you and we're just grateful. Just wanted to spend some time tonight um, just to kind of just see how you're doing. Um, obviously, you're part of our Palatine campus and uh, we miss you. We miss being with you, but we're so grateful to God that we can, you know, still be together on, on yeah. via Zoom. I guess I just want to ask each of you, you know, considering the fact that we can't be together, um, how can we be the church now in the midst of all that's going on? Um, Tony and I just came up with an idea. We're not sure how it'll work yet, but um, we have where we live now, there's a path, a trail right behind our house. So when we're outside, there's a lot of people walking by. And we thought if we could put some type of a mailbox out there, um, if people have prayer requests, wow. that they would be able to put it in there and that we could pray over that. I love that idea. So that's just something we just started thinking about. Kind of like the uh, the book houses that they set up for, you know, yes. one, leave one. Mm -hmm. We would be able to get a prayer card, fill it out, have a separate side in that box that what would be for income. Right. I love that. And that's really great. Hey guys, 
it's Victoria here. Uh, I am here in Round Lake with Kat and Tony, and here we are. What you guys just saw, what was an idea, has come into reality, the prayer box. And I just wanna say, guys, just how proud I am of both of you of thinking about this idea, which I believe comes from the Lord, but also taking that idea and making it into reality and not caring about what other people think or say about you guys. And I can just see that you're passionate for the Lord, that you love the Lord. But can you just tell us a little bit more about this idea and what God has been doing since? Sure. Well, this is our prayer box. We bought a mailbox and put the word pray here. Put a sticker, how can we pray for you? In here we have um, prayer and praise cards that people can fill out. We also have the online church schedule, so if people don't have a church or want to watch it online, they have a schedule here. Um, we included some pens. Make it easy for them. And then, <laughs> right. Um, it has a lock, so if people want to put a prayer request and don't want other people to see it, they just put it in here yeah. and close the top. And I like that it's like enclosed because that people they care about privacy yes. nowadays, so they don't see if there's a prayer request in there, if right. they see their own or how many there is, so that that element is there. Right. But um, I really, I really love this idea, and I know that I was personally touched by it when I heard about it as an idea, and then it coming into yeah. a reality. But have you guys received any prayer requests? Yeah, we had uh, our first one came probably three or four days after we put it up. Oh my gosh. Um, I remember Ben said she had looked at it, there was nothing there, and I came out that night, and it wasn't even a prayer card. It was somebody who had, must have had walked by, seen it, was thinking about it, went back home, um, actually filled out a, a piece of paper, and um, with the request of what they were looking for, it must have put it in at night, because she had already checked and started cleaning things up. Wow. And, uh, so yeah, it was pretty interesting. How did that how did that make you feel when you had your first prayer request? <laughs> I was very excited about it. I mean it was a shock because I honestly didn't think people were gonna react to it very well. Yeah. Not knowing what church we're from or yeah. if anybody even wanted to touch anything. Yeah, right. Because they don't the want to touch yeah. things if you if somebody else has touched that they don't know who they are. Right. Wow. And to me it was a confirmation right. that it was from God actually used it it was to me it was just a god thing Amen. so i was so excited to get a response Amen. And, and it's also helped us i think as a couple to pray together more because we do pray over them yeah i don't know you guys are prayer warriors i know you guys are strong in that but have you seen have you seen any other prayer requests after that or is it just that one yeah we did get another one wow uh, i think it was two days later yep same thing. We came out just to cut. We take them in at night so yeah. they don't get all wet. And there was another one inside, so we were very excited. Oh, awesome! Yeah. And thank you guys so much. Yeah. And church, just want to encourage you. If God gives you an idea, it comes from His throne. So I just want to encourage you to act upon it, move upon it, and let God do all the work. Man! Wow! Yeah. Wow, so proud of you guys, Tony and Pat. Wow, what an example. Shout out to you guys, and thank you for modeling to all of us what it means to neighbor strong. I told you the season, I've said it, God's testing the church, and he's speaking to the world. He literally is. And regarding that test of the church, listen, he's calling us out 
in boldness, right. that we would be bold about our love for people and our faith in Jesus and not afraid. And he's calling out that boldness yes. in us. But you know what else he's doing? He's calling out our weakness. Yeah, and true. as we yield that to him, you know what he's going to do? He's going to use us. Amen. He's going to use you. So let's model Jesus. Let's meet needs around us and let's neighbor strong. The second truth I want to invest in you today is the neighbor Jesus describes cannot be stingy. Okay, you just can't. You can't be stingy. And Rich, what impresses you about this story? As you were even reading the text just a moment ago about the Samaritan, how he responded and how he modeled the what Jesus was talking about. How did he model Jesus's style? Uh, it might be a British saying, but he didn't squeak as he walked. <laughs> so you know what I mean by that? He wasn't tight. You know, yeah. um, he, he showed the heart of the Father, I believe, which mm -hmm. is generosity. Mm -hmm. uh, the line that convicted me and challenged me is no expenses spared. It's almost like he didn't think about the money yeah. or the finances or the time. He was like, this is a need, and yes. I'm going to meet yeah. it. So good. So good. You know, uh, if you want to really know how to neighbor Jesus style, here's our action step on the second truth. Look for generosity opportunities and bless others. Yes. When I was a little kid, uh, I was little at one point in my life, okay? Uh, not just in age, but actually in size, okay? But behind our house, we lived in a parsonage. My mom and dad were pastors, and uh, the church was right next door, okay? And there was a gravel parking lot, which I crashed and burned many times on my bike. And then there was a, a little field, and on the other side was what was called the food locker, Okay. And a food locker in a small town was simply this. There was a, a man that basically would be like a butcher, okay. and uh, people would bring in livestock, and he would butcher it and prepare it, and, meet, and you could always have fresh meat. Or he had freezers and just rows and rows of different sizes, mm -hmm. and they could buy uh, a beef or a different uh, part of meat and they could store that for the okay. time when they wanted it and they would pay so much a month and they'd just come in and they'd have their key and they'd go in okay uh but what was special about the place as a kid in the neighborhood was hey there was an ice cream freezer i'm already excited okay and, and then they had a little uh pop machine it was not like our tall pop machines today or not the refrigerator just open in reach it was really a unique thing unique mechanism because you had to drop your coin in mm -hmm. a little coin slot and then they had glass bottles that you returned okay mm -hmm. you get a little, like a nickel back or something like and you'd grab it by the bottle cap and you would slide it down a little little lane until you got to the point where it came around and then you pulled it out of the lever and you'd have your your bottle of pop mm -hmm. okay it was fun you know but for whatever reason, my probably closest neighbors of my childhood were my three older sisters, <laughs> to which I still don't know why God did that to me. Some kind of penance, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, they spoiled me rotten. I'm just telling you, I was so spoiled. And we'd go over to the food locker, and somehow I'd say, hey, you guys buy me some ice cream? And they would just always spoil their little brother. And I'd keep my money because I was stingy. So okay, squeaked. <laughs> I squeaked. Every time I walked, I was tight as a bark on a tree, okay? I was, hopefully somewhere along the way, I've learned the spirit of generosity, okay? But uh, Jesus literally gives us this neighbor model, okay? And when he does, it's a model of generosity. The way to neighbor strong Jesus style is love like you like to be loved. Just love others like you enjoy 
others loving you right. and treating you the right and best way. Right. Matthew twenty two thirty nine 39 says this, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. I'm so proud of some of the people that have stepped up and really gone from defense to offense in our church. They want to make a difference in this season. And that's one of our mantras, make a difference. Yeah. And Alicia, a single parent mom has literally got a task force with her. They call it Project Mask, and they're making masks. And the seamstresses steam from all of our different campuses and churches, they're literally making a difference by wow. making masks. And they could charge, but they don't want to do that. Out of generosity, awesome. out of generosity, they're providing these for people in need. I think that's so cool. Nice. And then there's our Hands of Hope team. They're just, man, they're just rocking it every week with yeah. our drive-through pantry. I, Roxana, tell us a little more. Maybe some people may don't not understand all about it. So I really have a heart for Hands of Hope. I love Hands of Hope. Just the compassion that comes out of it yeah. and the generosity of the people who are actually volunteering. Mm. And the fact that we had to turn around and somehow figure out during this time on how to get people their food, mm -hmm. how they... They buckled down and they did this drive-through thing, right? Where they are safeguarded. They have gloves. They have their yeah. masks. Yes. You know, they have everything pre-packed. Mm -hmm. And I think um, I heard that, you know, they're taking temperatures if wow. you need to as yeah. you're driving through. And they're putting the boxes into these people's cars. So they don't even have to come out and be exposed awesome? to anything. That's great. Yeah. And at the same time, we're still feeding hundreds of families. Wow. Absolutely. So hundreds. nothing has stopped. We still kept going. Wow. You know, people that aren't really a... a with Evangel Church, literally, it's it's a Jesus feeding the five thousand yeah. exactly. every week. We, exactly I'm thrilled that churches all over the country are doing this now mm -hmm. on on a, a, a temporary basis right now in this need. But I'm thrilled to say because I'm so proud of Evangel mm -hmm. Church and their spirit of generosity. Exactly. There's nothing stingy about the people here. They literally distribute over a million dollars worth of food throughout the year. They, wow. They're doing this every week. Wow. Mm -hmm. And shout out to our people of Evangel and all yes. those volunteers we love that you. are willing. Yes. Yeah, yes. and you guys are awesome. Yes. We're so proud of you. You know, it's so important. And then another thing that we launched at Easter was the One Hope Project. Yes. It's one of our hope projects that we are sponsoring throughout the year. Exciting. It we is cool. It. This is reaching children all over the globe, wow. literally of many different nations. Millions of children are being reached. And we've done and partnered with One Hope before, yeah. and it's been incredible. Mm. And they not only give food, but they give digital strategies mm. and get downloads into kids' hands because the phones in the world are even in third world countries. Wow. And they're getting information and Bibles, stories of Jesus into the hands of kids, right. and it's shaping their lives. They're being transformed by the power of Christ. Wow. But it's generosity that's at the heart of it. Yeah. Exactly. And here's what we... We released a couple weeks ago that literally for every dollar we give, three kids are reached for Christ. And literally they're being impacted. And what's even more cool about this story is we have a matching donor. So literally every dollar we give, somebody is matching it. So three kids turned to six kids. So one dollar. One dollar. Six kids. Six kids. Seriously. So our goal has been to raise $10,000 over the next few weeks. Wow. And that's going to automatically turn into $20,000. Why? Because the spirit of generosity. Wow. And so I want, if we can, just put the little tag there on the screen of our text number that people can just uh, type in those numbers. And if you feel impressed to give something, now please, at Evangel Church, we never pressure people. We, we feel that scripture, never to force or pressure people. But rather, we'll challenge them. 
Yeah. Would you just pray about it? And if God prompts your heart, you'll know because you'll want to be a part of that. And if you want to, you can just click on the appropriate uh, spot there and just give to One Hope, our, our great project that's going to impact children all over the world. Put bright lights and make a difference. Absolutely. Wow. It's a great way to put this sermon even into practice. Yeah. yeah. Become that good Samaritan. Yeah. Yep. So cool. I know of families this past week who have literally prayed about who they should reach and who they could minister to. And they've gone and blessed people. They didn't have to. They kind of did it quiet. They just wanted to do it. And I found, I found out. <laughs> Somehow I found out. And I think it's so good. That's a Jesus neighbor. That's learning how to neighbor strong. So don't be stingy. Look for generosity opportunities and bless others. That's our action step. The third and last truth that I want to invest in you today, the neighbor Jesus describes, you cannot fumble mercy and grace. In this Jesus story, he literally gives us two characters that don't make it right. They literally fumble mercy and grace. The, the two spiritual guys, religious guys, and man, that's just so just shouts at me, Ron, be on your guard. Don't fumble. Get this right. And if we get anything right towards other people, we've got to show grace. We've got to show mercy. Yeah. And that makes me want to know, what, what would be the definitions of both those words? And one of the definitions of, of mercy is simply this, compassion. Mm -hmm. Compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it's within their power mm -hmm. to literally judge you or harm you, punish you. Mm -hmm. But instead... They show forgiveness. Wow. They show love. Yeah. That's mercy. Pastor Richard, give us a, a great definition of grace. Would you do that? One of my favorite definitions is the free and unmerited favor of God. Oh, wow. That's a classic. Yeah. I think you stole that out of like theology no, 101. It was, it was British. It was British, of course. <laughs> of course, we get everything good yeah. from England. Just of course. Saying, yeah, know. of course. Okay. But no, think about that. Free. Yeah. Guys, we can't we can't buy this. We it's unmerited. We can't earn it. We can't do enough generous things or serve hard enough, strive and strive and strive and with all of our we can't get it because it's a gift. Mm -hmm. It's free. Yeah. That's right. It's so important. And then I, I just love that theme of the favor of God. I mean, if we long for anything. Yeah. I think everybody wants God's favor, Amen. right? Amen. And I cherish that for all of us. And I cherish that for all of you. God's favor in yeah. your life. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Sometimes when you show mercy and grace, it's not easy. Right. Mm -hmm. In this story, it wasn't simple. It wasn't non-complicated. It was very dirty. It was intense. And uh, sometimes it makes you vulnerable. And you yeah. get dirty yeah. when you show mercy and grace. You know, Roxana. I know uh, this hero of ours, Mr. Rogers, he had, had something to say about this thing. What do you have for us? Yes, so I believe there was a saying that he said was there's three ultimate ways to success or three ways to get to ultimate success, something like that, which is step one, be kind. Okay. All right, got it? Step two, be kind. Be kind, okay. I think I know where you're going on and this one. Step three, be, be kind. kind. You I got, can remember that You one. got that one. I'm glad, man. <laughs> You know, that's so important. Here's this wonderful, subliminal discipler. Mm -hmm. Master at discipling people. Come on, guys. This is the gospel. Yeah, 101 right. right there yeah. telling people of what the model of Jesus is all about. The kindness and the love, the mercy and grace. 
He impacted generations yes. with this. Mm -hmm. People of all different countries and nations mm -hmm. just showing through the ministry to a child yeah. how to be a great neighbor, how to neighbor, yeah. how to neighbor strong. And it was the Jesus model. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. It's so beautiful. You know, I love that. So I want to encourage you. Show mercy. Show mercy and grace. And guess what? When you're done doing that, show more mercy and grace. <laughs> and when you're done with that, show more mercy and grace. Jesus even said, love the Lord and your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind. And then he said, love your neighbor as yourself. Why don't you guys say that with me? Love your neighbor as yourself. You know what? Let's do it one more time because I want everybody that's watching Today, I want you to join in with us. Come on, say it one more time. Love, Love your neighbor, neighbor as yourself. And this is how Jesus modeled. The Apostle Paul says it so eloquently. It really is. It's a beautiful verse. It's found in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. It says, in him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness, the forgiveness of sin. All our sin. The sin of the world in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he has lavished. He's just poured it, man, poured it out on us, lavished on us. You know, Elvin, I, I know a little bit of your story before you knew Jesus. And I see you today, man, a, a father, a husband, a great pastor of our Spanish church, just doing awesome. But there was a day that you needed mercy and grace. Right. Give us a little snapshot, will you? Well, finally, I get to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, we're in trouble. The Spanish time. pastor <laughs> is on call. <laughs> Hope you guys got time. But no, uh, wow. I mean, God's been amazing. You know, his grace has been, he has lavished on me in such a way at a dark moment in my life uh, when uh, death was uh, knocking at my door, when suicide was knocking at my wow. door, drug addiction was knocking at my door, divorce was knocking at my door. Also, Jesus Christ was knocking at my door. Mm -hmm. wow. I heard a voice. In my heart saying calling to me and I answered and I did and wow. that, I remember that April 7 2010 I bowed down wow. my knees and I gave my heart to Christ Praise and restored God. my family yeah. and made me a new creature but gave me that, that that blessing that I could give by grace what I received wow. by grace the Bible says Be, uh, blessed are the merciful mm. because they will receive mercy so it's just a blessing of what the Lord has done and how he has leveraged in our family wow. that is so beautiful man to think now knowing your character and knowing how God has transformed you to know it one day, you were a rascal, man. Yeah. I would you never were, have guessed that. No, I mean, but that's the transformation. The Bible says how he makes old things new sure, right. and he turns us into new creations. What our life may have been or for somebody here today, yeah. their life is just messed up. God can transform. Yeah. He right. makes all things Amen. new. And our action step for this truth is simply look for mercy moments yeah. and lavish, yeah. lavish grace and mercy on others. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus closes this story out with such an incredible challenge to every one of us. Now go and do the same. Yeah. yeah. And can I challenge you with those action steps that we've been talking about today? Go this week mm -hmm. and do the same. Yeah. You know, let me just close with this really important thing. God never fumbles when it comes to his mercy and his grace. He's never failed anyone once. He lavishes, friend, listen to me. He lavishes grace on us all. He is the greatest model of how to neighbor. 
That's Jesus. You know, uh, it's fun to see as I'm walking in the neighborhood the, the chalk drawings. What families are doing that, moms and kids, they're having a blast on the sidewalk and on their, their driveways. I want you to fathom, if you can, just a moment, if every failure, Richard, every sin, Roxana, every mistake, Elvin, you and I have ever made was written in chalk out on our driveways of our neighborhood. And when people pass by, they could see all that sin. It's intense to us, even yes. to think about that. It makes me ashamed. It literally does. I feel guilt and shame just thinking about that. But somehow God in his grace and mercy, when he could judge us and punish us, he extends mercy. He doesn't fumble it. He extends it and he lavishes his grace. And the blood of Jesus is like a hard rain that comes down and washes that all away and there is a new day and that new day is a beautiful day Amen. in the neighborhood Amen. when he washes our sins away and just know this as you're watching today we're just sinners saved by grace nobody stands at the foot of the cross higher than anybody else we always in our own minds we try to take a look at sin and say oh that's a bigger sin or that's a smaller sin or man that's a giant sin but God just sees sin in his holiness that's just opposite of him and he just wants to pour his grace and mercy on us to forgive us and give us a brand new start. Yeah, right. It's so important. Yeah. You know, we just put our pants on one leg at a time. We're just regular people. And we need his grace and forgiveness. Amen. I'm thankful that I'm a sinner saved by his marvelous grace. It's amazing. It just is. like the song says. So today I want to close by praying for all of us. Can we do that right now? Jesus, I pray that the truths of this story and of this message found in your word, the story of Jesus, I pray, God, it would permeate in all of our hearts. And God, I know even as we're here and they're in their different settings, I pray, God, fill the room where they're at, literally right where they're at. God, I pray that the mercy and the grace of God would literally rain down in the room and they would sense something maybe they've never sensed before as Jesus, your presence, reminds them that you're greater than all their sin, that there's nothing they've ever done that is too great for you to forgive. And I pray their lives would sense change even now by the love of God. Lord, I pray for all of us that we would neighbor right, that we would neighbor the way Jesus modeled it and that we would neighbor strong in a Christ-like manner as we love others, like we obviously enjoy to be loved. Lord, we love you with all of our hearts. And God, we want to love others as much as we love ourselves. So Lord, bless your people today, God. Lord, rain down on them right now. Encourage them and may they enjoy this week the favor of God. Amen. Amen. We cannot ignore a need we cannot be stingy, and we cannot fumble mercy and grace are the three main points of this discussion. Thanks for tuning in, neighbors. We appreciate you, and until next time, be blessed.